0: good to be in the Lord's house tonight. Amen. I'm just like the rest of it, excited about eating. Amen. I'm Baptist. Amen. We all like to eat. I like to eat off the Lord's table though, don't you? Amen. Turn with me tonight to the book of Revelation chapter 1. The book of the Revelation chapter 1. We see so your thought been on our heart all day today. Try to give you what the Lord's give us out of this scripture tonight. Preached on this thought some time ago. Several, been quite a while now. Amen. God is. Reiterated this in our heart amen so you pray tonight god help us to preach what the word of god says and preach what god lays on our heart tonight in revelation chapter one you find a very very kind of a strange passage of scripture amen to our human mind Uh, the things that are written down the book of the revelation are very hard to be understood sometimes for our human mind it's hard for us to look at these things and to, to for our mind to comprehend what's going on we see in verse 12 John is on the Isle of Patmos on the Lord's Day. He's been exiled there because he was serving God, amen. Listen, tonight, Brother Danny already mentioned it, but if you're saved by the grace of God, it's not always an easy road, amen. Sometimes we face troubles and trials. Every every one of those apostles, amen, they face things that you and I, we ain't even begin to think about, amen. Uh, Crucified upside down, crucified on an X cross, some of them was. Amen. John is the only one that was not killed. Amen. They put him in a pot of boiling water. Amen. But the water wouldn't boil. Amen. But they exiled him to the Isle of Patmos. They thought God wouldn't use him there. Amen. But God used him in a great and a mighty way in a place that, amen, the devil thought that he wouldn't be used of God. Amen. God can use you in a place that you think God can't use you. Amen. There may be circumstances in your life and you feel like God can't use you because of those circumstances. God can still use you. Amen, in that place. And in verse 12, the Bible says, And I turned to see the voice that spake unto me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, "...clothed with a garment down to the foot, and about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in the furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead." And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive evermore. Amen. And have the keys of of hell and of death. Write these things which thou hast seen, the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Our Father, we thank you. Uh, This evening God for allowing us to be in your house We thank you for the word of God We thank you for the truths, God the promises Lord we find within it We thank you for this uh, group of people tonight God we thank you for this congregation And Lord we pray God for each heart and each need God that's represented here tonight God we pray the spirit of God move God among us Father Lord one more time God I pray you'd speak to the heart God of each one And I pray Father you'd have your will and way In the hearts and the lives God of these folks We thank you tonight we love you We praise you in Jesus name Amen and Amen now I want to preach to you tonight on a rather strange subject, but out of verse 15, the Bible says, And his feet like unto fine brass. And I want to preach to you tonight on the feet of Jesus. Amen. Uh, we see in this scripture in, in verses 12, amen, through 17, we see a picture of somebody that don't look like Jesus as he was on the cross. Amen. It don't look like Jesus as He was when He hung there, Amen. That day, as He had that crown of thorns beat down around His head, and Amen, the blood began to run down His face, Amen. We see Him in in, in the book, in the in the Gospels. We see Him, my friend, uh, uh, scarred and beaten, His visage marred beyond any man. But we see Him here in these few verses. We see Him in a glorified state. That's my Savior tonight, Amen. He's not going to hang on a cross anymore. He's not coming as a babe in a manger anymore. But he's coming back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's coming back as my Savior tonight. And I find some very, uh, very uh, truths and promises that we find in verse 15. The Bible says, And his feet were like unto fine brass. I, and the first thing I want us to notice tonight is that fine brass is a precious metal. It's something, my friend, it's not something that you would go out, I, amen, and you would take brass and make something out of it I, I, that you would use. Amen. It's a very expensive metal. I, it's not something that you would want to, amen, use to be a consumable object. Uh, my friend because it's a precious metal, uh, Amen. And we find that our Savior is so very precious. Uh, even His very feet are precious tonight. Uh, everything about Jesus is precious. Uh, there's not one thing that I've ever found uh, about my Savior from the top of His head uh, under the soul of very feet, that he is not precious tonight. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2 and 6, wherefore also is contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. I'm glad this evening that he is the precious cornerstone, and he is the chief cornerstone. He's likened unto one. My friend, which the builders they had sent to him, they had sent to the builders, and the builders throwed it, throwed it by the side of the way, and they did not think nothing about it, and the began to build their building and they began to build their assembly and when they got down to the last piece and they sent back to the factory and they said we're missing a piece, we're missing that chief cornerstone and the factory sent back and said it's already been seen a long time ago it's grown up in the weeds, they've cast it by the side, that's the way our Savior is tonight, the most precious piece that needs to be put in the house of God tonight is the piece that's been put by the side of the way, it's the piece that's been thrown out. It's the piece that's been counted. There's no effect. I want you to understand tonight. We need a lot of things on earth, but Jesus is the most precious thing. He is all that really matters. He is my God. the precious cornerstone and the chief cornerstone. And we find in First Peter one and eighteen and nineteen. The says for as much as you know that you were not redeemed uh, with corruptible things as silver and gold uh, for your vain conversation received by the tradition from your fathers uh, but with the precious blood of Christ uh, as of a lamb without blemish uh, and without spot uh, I'm glad this evening uh, that the blood of Christ is precious uh, I'm glad the blood that flowed through his veins uh, was precious blood. It was a blood like none other. It was a blood my friend that was born into this world for the one purpose of saving humanity and saving lost sinners from the depths of the devil's hell. I'm so thankful this evening for the precious blood of Christ. A blood that will not fail. A blood that will cleanse. A blood that will help. A blood that can take somebody filthy and nasty uh, and wash them whiter than snow. Uh, I'm thankful for the precious uh, blood of Christ. Uh, That blood, my friend, is precious Uh, because number two, those feet, uh, they were perfect feet. Uh, They weren't like you and I. They weren't like the feet that you and I have this evening. Uh, I'm sure if we were to go across this room tonight uh, and we were to begin to pull our shoes off, uh, now don't get grossed out on me. Uh, I'm just trying to make a point tonight. Uh, But if we were to pull our shoes off uh, and go across this room tonight uh, we would find uh, my friend uh, that our feet have got things uh, 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 but I'm glad that my Savior uh, He was a perfect Savior uh, He had perfect feet uh, He was perfect in every aspect of His life uh, and His blood uh, my friend was a perfect blood There was nothing, my friend, in his blood that would hinder him from becoming the perfect sacrifice of God. Hey, man, we see it, Pilate, on him when he stood there in the judgment hall that day and Pilate said I find no fault in this man and he went to that basin and he began to wash his hands my friend he washed his hands but my soul listen he still stood accountable for the decision that he made and so you tonight you can look at Jesus and say I find no fault in him but my friend you'll still be accountable for the decision that you make and for what you do with Christ and what what you do with him this evening. You're accountable for this time and for this opportunity and for this service. Listen, God don't allow you and God ain't been good to you and allowing you to come tonight without making you accountable for this time. We find over there in 1 Peter 2 and 22, the Bible says, Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Uh, my friend, he was perfect in everything that he done. Uh, he was perfect from the time that he was born in a manger uh, till the time that he stepped onto that cross. Uh, he was perfect when he got up on resurrection morning, uh, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Uh, he was a perfect Savior. Uh, I want to remind you tonight, old Savannah Baptist Church, uh, that he's perfect for whatever's wrong in your life. Uh, he's perfect for what's going wrong in this place tonight. He's perfect for the families that are broken. He's perfect for the hard center wayward. He's perfect for a lost sinner. He's the only thing that is perfect. We find that every step that He took, He took those steps in a perfect manner. I tell you, I've been a lot of places that I should not have been. And if you'd be honest with me tonight, you've been a lot of places in your life That you should not have been. I've taken a lot of steps that I should not have taken. I've been places, my friend, that I wouldn't even dare tell you tonight. But I'm glad that my darling Savior, he never went anywhere that he was not supposed to go. He never took one step that he was not supposed to take. I'm so thankful that he came to do his Father's will. And he done that very thing. He done what God wanted him to do. He was obedient under the Father's will. I wish tonight that we could get a hold of that fact. And we could get a hold of that truth tonight doing the Father's will and we could get a hold of that that we need to be obedient my friend in our lives in every aspect of it I wish tonight that churches across America would get a hold of the fact that it's not about vain religion it's not about the traditions of men I tell you we strained it in that my friend but we swallowed a camel for so long we choked to death and we starved out praise God Hey, we can't hardly get any air and can't get the breath of God because we're choking on the camels of this world. My soul, but we need to be obedient under the Spirit of God and be obedient to what God would have us to do. He was perfect in everything that He done. But in Jesus' feet, you'll find in the Word of God, you'll find that, amen, they were powerful feet. Amen. You will find that they are promising feet. Amen. They were promising my friend in the fact. My friend Hebrews 2 and 8. The Bible says that thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. There is a promise that one day that old rascal that has hindered me and you so much. That one that we fought no doubt today. That one that has tried his best to hinder this service tonight. Tried to hinder this morning. We've got the promise that one day that old rascal is going to be placed under the very foot Jesus. He's going to be cast into a lake of fire and brimstone for all of eternity. If they shout and ground in here tonight, it ought to be on that. Praise be unto God that we're not going to have to contend with the devil forever. We may have to contend with him for a time and with a season. We may have to fight against him. And we may have to war against him. But I'm glad to report to you there is a day coming when we're going to get to lay down a shield because our faith is going to end inside. And we're not going to worry about his deceptions. We're not going to worry about his lies because we're going to be with God. And the Bible says God will be with us and we shall be his people. Hallelujah. I'm glad that all things are going to be put under His feet. There's another scripture that says that all enemies will be destroyed. All enemies will become His footstool. I'm so thankful this evening every enemy that you've ever faced spiritually in your life is going to be destroyed one day. If you're saved by the grace of God tonight, you ought to be able to rejoice in the fact that there is a better day coming. My friend, for the lost sinner, the worst is not yet to come. But for the child of God, The best is not yet to come. I tell you, it was good when I got saved. And it's pretty good in here tonight. It's good, my friend, when we can come together. It's good when God shows up in our midst. But honey, you ain't seen nothing yet. To what heaven's going to hold for those, my friend, that are saved by the grace of God and they love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. I have not seen nor hath ear heard My friend, what God hath prepared for those that love Him. We cannot even begin tonight to comprehend what heaven's going to be like for the child of God. There's the promise in those feet. My friend, that all those enemies are going to be destroyed. That all those things, my friend, are going to be put under His feet. There is the promise. My friend, we're not going to have to contend with this forever. But that it will end one day. I tell you this evening, There's a struggle that goes on on the inside of me daily. There's a struggle between my flesh and between my spirit there's a struggle on the inside of me amen, trying to be obedient unto God there's a struggle, amen if you're, if you're any bit spiritual tonight saved by the grace of God, you know what I'm talking about there's a struggle that goes on on the inside of me, worrying about lost folks, amen, praying that they'll get saved, while all the time the devil's over here on this side saying it ain't no use, there ain't no need in praying for them anymore they've done went too far, they've done done too much, they've done come to church and got so used to sitting. There and hearing the altar call they're not ever going to come but I've got news for you God's bigger than that God's bigger than Satan and I've got news for you when the apple gets ripe from the tree honey it will come out and it will fall I'm glad that in God's time God will do that which we've asked Him to do Amen. Hey, if we prayed in faith believing, God ain't forgot them prayers that we've prayed. God ain't forgot what you've asked for. Hey Amen. It this ain't time yet. But it just in a few days, hey man, we see the apples greening up. We see the buds coming forth. Just in a few days, she'll be in full bloom and we'll see the fruit of our labor we see that those feet, they're promising feet. Amen. I could preach all night on them promises. Praise God. Amen. Listen tonight, but His feet also. Amen. They are powerful feet. Hey, one day Jesus is going to come back in the air for His church. Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13, but I'd not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others, which have no hope. I tell you tonight, that's the blessed hope and the promise that I have is that Jesus is coming back. uh, for a church without spot and without wrinkle uh, that he's coming back for his own uh, that were not appointed under wrath uh, but to obtain salvation uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ Uh, but one day he's going to come back uh, with ten thousands of his saints uh, and he's going to stand on the Mount of Olives uh, and Zechariah 14 and 4 says and his feet uh, shall stand in that day uh, upon the Mount of Olives uh, which is before Jerusalem on the east uh, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof uh, toward the east and toward the west and there shall be a very great valley. Ha, honey, I don't know about you, but that looks like some mighty powerful thing to me. man, I can stand on this stage tonight ha, and all it's doing is holding me up. Ha, but on that day when Jesus comes back, ha, ha, my friend, ha, and stands on the Mount of Olives ha, when one foot touches down and the other touches, hey man, that mountain is going to cleave ha, ha, to the east and to the west ha, and there's going to be a great valley formed. Ha, and Revelation chapter 19, Jesus See that he's coming back in a vesture dripped in blood. And he's coming back, my friend. And he's going to defeat the powers of Satan. He's going to defeat the powers of hell. And the blood's going to flow under the horse's bridle. That's powerful feet. That's feet that can get something done. That's power this evening. We find not only is there power in the fact that he's going to come back. And he's going to stand on the Mount of Olives. But there is power in what can happen if you and I tonight will get at his feet. Amen there's power tonight in what can happen if a church will get a hold of the feet of Jesus uh, and they determine that they're not going to let go uh, and they determine that they're not going to leave that place uh, until we see things happen uh, and we see things take place uh, in John chapter 12 and verse 3 uh, you see a lady by the name of Mary uh, she found herself at the feet of Jesus uh, and the Bible says that she anointed his feet uh, with a very costly ointment uh, a spiked ointment uh, Martha was serving Jesus, uh, Lazarus was there the witness. Martha was the worker. Lazarus was the witness. But Mary was there just to worship Jesus. She was there just to get at His feet. It didn't matter what that ointment cost. There was one there. He said this ought to have been sold. And the money ought to have been given to the poor. There's always somebody in the house of God. Says you ought not be spending money on that. And you ought not be spending money on that. And we shouldn't be wasting time on this. Listen, when you get to worshiping Jesus, you'll lose sight of what it's costing you. It won't matter how much it costs. You'll just be tickled to death to be able to get at His feet and to worship one that is greater than you. Amen. She lost sight of the cost. She lost sight of everybody else around her. You're going to worship. You're going to have to lose sight of what it's costing you. Amen. Amen. I believe in the local churches in America. We've lost our sight of worship. Amen. We don't worship like we used to. Amen, we're dried up most of the time. I'm going to be honest, I'm speaking to myself. I ain't preaching to nobody but myself. Amen. We're so dried up most of the time. Praise God, ain't enough power of God on us for nothing. Amen. Amen. We need to get back to Jesus' feet. Lose sight of what it's costing us to worship Him. It's going to cost you something to worship Him. It's going to cost your dignity. It's going to cost you pride. It's going to cost you getting out of the way and getting in God's way. It's going to cost you becoming weak in your flesh that He might be strong through you. But honey, I want you to know that it'll be worth it every time. You'll enjoy it so much, praise God, that you'll want to come back for more. Hallelujah. I don't believe there's ever been anybody ever shouted, said, boy I wish I hadn't have done that. Amen. They ain't never, nobody ever run the aisle in the Spirit of God and said, boy, I wish I hadn't have done that. No, they pray, and they seek God, that God will let them do that one more time. I tell you, if you've ever shouted, hey, praise God, you want to do it again, because there's something about that. You become like a baby craving milk. Hey, you want to get back to that place where you can do that again. You lose sight of the cause. You lose sight of everybody around you, and you just worship the Lord. They worship at Jesus' feet. Amen, you can't worship just, just doing what you want to do. Amen, you've got to get right with God. That's why we can't worship like we used to, because we don't want to get right with God. Amen. We don't want to get to the place in our life. Amen, where we're, where we're living in a clean manner, Amen. That's, hey, that's good preaching tonight. Amen, we, God didn't say for us to live a clean cleaner. He said for us to live clean, Amen. He didn't say just do a little better. Amen. He said live clean. Amen. He said be ye holy for I am holy. Amen. There's a call in the Word of God. Amen. For us to be something that we in ourselves cannot be. Hey, you can't be holy in yourself. It takes you, and it takes you surrendering your will under God's will and becoming submissive under the Spirit of God. Then you can be who you ought to be. Then you can worship. Amen. Like them old time saints of God. Them old ladies that lift their hand up and go to shout and praise God. Amen. Make a hair on the back of your neck stand up. Amen. Them men of God. Amen. They get to running in the house of God. Amen. They was power in them days. Can I tell you and remind you, old Savannah Baptist Church, that God is still the same God. I believe you sung the song this morning that He's still on the throne. He has not changed. He is no different today than He was in those days and in those years. I tell you, we can still have revival that goes on week after week after week with the power of God just as rich on the last night as it was on the first night. We can still have revival that stirs in the heart of the people how so much of this spreads through the community I believe that I believe that I don't know about anybody else but I just happen to believe that you say preacher that's easy to say I know it is but I do believe that because I believe God I believe God's a bigger God than what I am I believe God's a bigger God than what this church is amen I believe God's able to do what we cannot do. He's able to go where we cannot go. I believe God is able, my friend, to take what seems to be impossible, and God is able through the Spirit of God to make those things possible. Did He not say that He would supply all of our needs according to His great riches in glory? I don't know about you, but I believe there's a need for some lost folks to be saved. I don't know about—I don't know many folks that live up and down this road, but I guarantee you, if we started going to each house, my friend, they probably wouldn't be. But it's the hand. Handful of them huh, that are in the house of God. Huh, amen. Probably just a handful of them that's saved. Huh, huh, probably the vast majority of them huh, are not saved, unregenerated. Huh, huh, my friend, on their way, the depths of a devil's hell. Huh, but I just happen to believe tonight huh, that God can arrest the hearts huh, of this community. Huh, God can arrest the hearts of those people. Huh, and we can see them get saved by the grace of God. Not me and not you. I believe God can do that. I believe we're going to have to get back to old-time worship. Get back to the place where we lose sight of everything else and just get at his feet. You find at the feet of Jesus, you find there's redemption at his feet. Ruth, over there in the book of Ruth, you'll find a Moabite lady somebody that didn't deserve my friend anything under the law of God my friend she was an outcast she was a cursed people of a cursed nation oh but my soul my she found herself in Bethlehem of Judea amen she, God just rearranged her life by divine providence she married into a family by divine providence God sent her a mother-in-law by divine providence God put her in a field and began to leave some handfuls on purpose you know what that's like it was when I got saved. There was some divine providence that happened in my life. I met a young lady. I didn't have no intention of getting saved or going to church. Amen. But God knew what it would take in my life. Amen. If it hadn't been for this young lady and God put me and her together, I never would have known what a King James Bible was. I wouldn't have known what it was like to hear somebody preach John three sixteen and know what they was preaching about. I wouldn't have known what it was like to hear somebody sing in the choir and get excited about what what they're singing about. I'm glad for the divine providence of God and the handfuls on purpose that He leads in our life. Ruth didn't deserve it. Hey Amen. But Naomi told Ruth over there, she said go into the threshing floor and she said uncover his feet and lay thee down. And you find over there in Ruth chapter 3 I believe it's about verse 14 that Ruth done that very thing. She uncovered Boaz's feet and she laid down at his feet. And my friend in Boaz said I'll redeem you. He said I'll pay the cost. He said I'll do what needs to be done. He said but there's one thing we got to fix. There's a kinsman redeemer that's nearer than I. Boy he said but we'll go and talk to him and they went and talked to that near kinsman redeemer that was the law but the law my friend wasn't able to do anything with Ruth he said I'm not able to buy her field I'm not able to take her part the law was not able to help you the law was not able to redeem you but I'm glad they was won by grace through faith that none of ourselves that was able to redeem us and was able to pay the price for our sins at the feet of Jesus There's redemption Honey, you owe a debt that you cannot pay if you're not saved tonight. You owe a debt that you cannot pay. But I want to report to you that's why Jesus died. That's why He shed His blood. That you might have redemption. means that, you can, that the price for your sins uh, can be paid for full and free. Uh, and that you can walk away, my friend, uh, and your account is settled. Uh, the balance is zero. Uh, you don't owe a dime. Uh, you don't owe anything. Uh, it's already been paid for. Uh, that's what Jesus does. You say, preacher, what do I have to do to get that? Uncover His feet. Lay thee down. You've got to find yourself at the feet of Jesus. You've got to find yourself wanting redemption. You've got to find yourself, hey, when the Holy Ghost of God speaks to your heart, you've got to find yourself willing to receive that which God is offering you. I've said many times, God always offers, but God does not force. Amen? God don't drag anybody to the altar. God ain't going to come back there and drag you out of the pew. And so you're going to get saved tonight. God's not going to drag you and say you're going to get saved next Sunday morning. No, sir, you have to willingly receive what God is offering you. You have to willingly be obedient to the Spirit of God. We find there's redemption at His feet. You find there's forgiveness at His feet. You'll find in, in Luke chapter seven. You'll find a, a sinner lady. The Bible says Jesus had came to eat with some publicans, uh, and there was a little sinner lady that just happened to show up. Hey uh, man, and she came into where Jesus was, uh, and she began in Luke chapter seven to weep uh, and to cry, uh, and she took some ointment just like Mary did, uh, and she began to anoint the feet of Jesus, uh, and she took the hair of her head uh, and began to wash his feet. Hey uh, man, those old dusty feet uh, that had been walking. Hey uh, man she began to wash them with her hair and with her tears. Amen. And Jesus told her, he said thy sins be forgiven thee. He told that publican, he said I come in here and he said you didn't kiss me. He said but this woman she hadn't ceased to kiss my feet. Amen. He said you, you," he said I come in here and you didn't offer me anything. You didn't offer me a basin of water to wash my feet. But she has not ceased to wash my feet with her hair. And he said thy sins be forgiven thee if you're going to find forgiveness for your sins tonight, the only place you're going to find it is finding yourself at the feet of Jesus that's the only place you're going to find help in your life, that's the only place you're going to find the forgiveness that you're looking for, you find the very last thing that I've got tonight on Jesus' feet there's help there's help at Jesus' feet, you find there in Matthew 15 and 30 the Bible says and great multitudes came unto them having with them those that were lame and blind and dumb and maimed and many others and cast them down at Jesus' feet now I like that part but I like that last part even better the Bible says and he healed them they found what they was looking for they found what they needed they found everything that they had been lacking all of their lives." Can I say to you tonight, I believe when every individual is born, I believe there's a void in their life. My friend, I believe that we are born seeking something in our lives. That's why we run after pleasure so much. That's why, amen, they run after alcohol and drugs. That's why people are running after fornication and adultery so much. Because there's a void in our lives. And the only way that that void is ever going to be filled is through and by Jesus. That's the the only thing that fits in that hole. It's like finding the last piece of the puzzle. Amen? There's only one piece that'll fit. There's only one thing that'll fit, and that's Jesus. If I get the pianist to come, if I get somebody to get a song, I preach to you what the Lord laid on her heart this evening. I want to ask you tonight, what do you need help with? What do you need help with tonight? What is it in your life that you need? They're powerful feet. Powerful, powerful feet. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? I'm just talking about coming down an old-fashioned altar. I realize that physically you're not going to be able to literally get at Jesus' feet tonight. But spiritually, when you come to this old-fashioned altar, and you express your faith and your trust in Him, you are spiritually bowing at the feet of Jesus. You say, well, preacher, why do I have to bow? I believe you could get saved standing up, but I believe that shows the humbleness of your heart. That lady over there in Luke chapter 7, she became humble unto Christ. She became of a humble and a contrite spirit. She found forgiveness. Ruth became of a humble and a contrite spirit. She found redemption. Amen. Tonight, what is it that you need? Would you come? Everybody in the building, would you stand? While they play and while they sing, I want to ask you tonight in this building, what is it that you need? Holy Ghost of God knows. I believe He's revealed it unto you. Maybe you were here in the service this morning. God spoke to your heart there. God ain't let you go all day. Would you come?
1: Walk Would you come? Abreast,
0: Would you step out of your pew tonight? Would you find help he at Jesus', said, at Jesus feet? Will the Would you, you come? Maybe you're here thee. tonight and you're saved by the grace of God. And I realize Jesus you may have came and prayed this morning. So but maybe there's still a burden on your heart for somebody lost in your family. Maybe they're one of them that be likened under the lame or the blind. Peterson Maybe they're like unto under those, uh, my Jesus friend, that will cast down at Jesus' feet. Maybe his that's feet what you need to do tonight. You want to cast them at Jesus' feet. feet. When you cast something, you let go of it. That means it's out of your hands. It's no longer under your control. Would you come tonight? You can't cast them at Jesus' feet. Whenever I and ever I in I ask you tonight, waters too deep. Have you ever found redemption?
1: Remember
0: when Have you waves ever found forgiveness Are, head, are you saved under tonight Can you tell me 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're saved by the grace of God? Can you tell me that tonight? Boy, if I couldn't say that, I'd step out of it. Often
1: we faint and if I couldn't say that tonight, sword, I'd come this
0: old-fashioned office. Can't old
1: face our problems myself with Jesus anymore. Would you come tonight?
0: Would you come
1: tonight? Are you,
0: Are you saved?
1: Are you up.
0: Are you and saved by the grace the of God?
1: Are you 100%
0: sure? Let you're saved by the grace the of, the of
1: God. Would you come tonight? Would you come? Under his feet.
0: Would you come?
1: Under his feet.
0: I wouldn't put it off. I wouldn't wait any longer. I'd get what I needed tonight.
1: There's not a
0: problem. Boy, I tell you, if God's dealing with your heart right like
1: now, you're not
0: saved by the grace of God, it's going to be hard for you to enjoy this meal out here.
1: Whenever
0: you've waited. You're going to get you a bite of your favorite dish, praise God. That's going to get in your mouth and it's going to feel like it just gets bigger Remember and bigger and bigger. And bigger. i know waves are what I'm talking about head, that. tonight. they're under His Hey, you, if you just get at Jesus's feet tonight and find the help that you need, you can go out there and you can enjoy everybody You can enjoy tomorrow on the job. You can enjoy the rest of your life knowing that you're saved by the grace of God. Would you come tonight? Would you come tonight? God's speaking to you. Spirit of God's dealing. Would you come? Would you come?
1: Often we faint and trials soar.
0: Can't face sings. our
1: problems anymore. Forgetting wherever we may go. He's been there before.
0: How about it? Tonight? We
1: should look up and praise the Lord. How about it He tonight? walks the water and the shore. The heavens breeze tonight? and the thundering seas Be a good night are under his feet. Under his feet. Under his feet.
0: Be a good night, it
1: there's no the problem you Today is the day of face. salvation, now. He on me Now is the accepted time. Whenever it's the Holy Ghost of God still saying you've been here long enough. Just come get it, this feet. Remember when waves are over your head, they're under his feet.
0: Our Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be here tonight. We thank you for allowing us, God, to be able, God, to stand behind this pulpit. We thank you for each one in this building. God, we pray humbly, God, tonight, God, for each soul, God, that's in this place. I pray for each one in this building, God, tonight, Lord, that is not saved. And, God, you're dealing with them tonight. I, I pray that, God, as we eat dinner tonight, I pray as we fill the ship, Father, throughout the remainder of the evening, God, I pray, Father, Lord, that they get somebody and they'd get somewhere and find what they need tonight. Father, I pray they wouldn't go another day. I pray they wouldn't walk another step in danger of, of splitting hail wide open. God, I ask you tonight, God, to touch our lost folks in our community. God, touch those in our families. God, I pray you'd get a hold of them. Father, we lay them at your feet tonight. God, they're out of our hands. We realize, God, that in ourselves we can do nothing. But, God, we lay them, God, at your feet. We thank you tonight. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.